0: The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers. And do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.
1: Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers... Open your mind, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101. SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm is now in session.
0: Hello
2: and welcome to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of step Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of Organic Search for MediaWiz. How's it going, John?
3: Awesome, Ross. How's, how's your week going this week?
2: Good. I've been a bit a bit of a burnout at the beginning of the week, but I'm back, <laughs> back into the realm. You know, you get those times oh, where you're just like, I was, oh, uh, I can't think. <laughs>
3: uh, I was going to say, you were a little bit hesitant in answering the question. I'm like, uh-oh, something's up. So, But the burnout thing seems to answer that, yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I get those. I work so bleeding hard, then all of a sudden I just can't think, and I just need a couple days to shut down. So oh,
3: I'm actually glad to be back at work, because I've been traveling so much. I was at SMX, and then the next week I was at DMA, and it's like glad to be home with my feet on the ground. So Nice. Yeah.
2: Well, you didn't get out here, so... You? Anyway. I was in
3: San Francisco. You could have dropped down.
2: It's <laughs> <laughs> close. I'm on, San Francisco. I'm
3: on the same coast, at least. <laughs>
2: uh, well, let's get to the nitty-gritty here. We've got uh, a few questions. Now, one of them... Um, I've got like worst short-term memory, you known a man. Apparently, we've already covered part of, but I, I've got a few things I'd like to add to it. And it was uh, a question from a question from Chris Helyar, and I, I actually remember saying that now, so I know we did. Um, and it was about indexation. He wanted to know: um, Is there a quick way to figure out what is indexed and what isn't? And also, how do you increase the level of indexation? So, first of all, is there a quick way to figure out what is indexed and what isn't? Uh, I ran into a little tool that I thought was actually kind of unique. Um, it's called the, uh, oh geez, did I already lose the page? I, it's called Index Checker. So if you go to index-checker.com, uh, some guys, uh, Andy Black, I think his name is, created a little tool for seven bucks that will, you can literally link to your, uh, or load up your uh, index, your, your XML sitemap, and it will essentially go to Google and check to see what it is. The presence of any pages it'll also um if it ever gets blocked it'll tell it's blocked and then you can just go back and uh, redo the ones that got blocked if you have too many pages but you know we're not talking a thousand three thousand page site here if you're going to do that it might get a little overwhelming uh but uh, that's one way to find out what isn't indexed and what is uh other than that hmm. you can find out what is indexed but isn't is a little tougher like what, what do you say to, to, to say to that john
3: no, you're right. That's that's it's interesting. I haven't seen this tool before. Um, as long as you have an accurate sitemap file that you can put in. A lot of times when you have these big you know, big, bulky, dynamic sites, you might not even know how many pages you have on your own site. I've seen that more than more than not. So if you've got a really good um file, you know, in, in a uh, sitemap.xml file would be perfect if you got something generating one of those, I think this is a great idea. I'm surprised yeah. there's not more of these tools out there.
2: It's just a matter of time, I guess. I'm just who has the time to to write them up, and the person who does, well, thank uh, you. <laughs> so, have you tried? Have, have
3: you actually used this? Have you tried it?
2: No, I was doing some research honestly, and and I saw it, and I, I watched the video, and uh, you know, to be sure, it wasn't complete crap, and it seems to be pretty good. And there's a new update. Are you are you,
3: up. are you gonna try it?
2: I am gonna try it.
3: I'm interested. So you're gonna you're gonna, you're gonna cool. give us the full review, uh, the software review, when you uh, sure when you do it. Why don't cool. I do that?
2: That'd be good. Um, Uh, So the next part is how do you increase the level of indexation? And I I listened to uh, 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 an SEOmoz webinar yesterday, which was cool. I've been sat on one for ages, and I thought, well, I'm going to listen in because it was interesting. Um, It was about um, improving uh, rankings for e-commerce and uh, 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 retail sites. I thought, well, I could learn some stuff there, I'm sure. So um, there's a few things. One, uh, Most of these were... Frankly, stuff we've covered before, but a couple of them might be helpful. Um, navigational depth, we know that. We've talked about it before. You know, you don't want uh-huh. things too many, too many levels deep, and we've talked about that to our blue in the face. Um, three clicks max away from the homepage, that stuff's going to get indexed. Anything farther than that can be tougher unless you have, again, and this is another bit, lots of links to those particular sections of your site.
3: All right so I actually I actually tell people a little bit different than three clicks from the home page if you really really want to make sure everything's being indexed my what I try to do is make sure that any page on your site is no more than three clicks away from any other page on your site. If you can do that as opposed to just three clicks from your home page, you're going to get everything indexed. Yeah,
2: good point, good point. Um, so one other thing is um, promoting hub pages so Let's say you've got uh, category pages where, um, say, you talk about a particular car type or whatever you're selling. Um, That's a perfect place to build links to them, Uh, get people to go to them and make them really useful, add some good content there, not just a list of products available. Uh, under that category you want to make it something useful it's kind of like its own home page that way it's going to garner its own links that are going direct to it um, it's 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 a different way of thinking a lot of people still think the home page is the only entry page far from the truth right so uh,
3: oh yeah very far from the truth I mean if you're doing your SEO campaign right you're not just promoting your home page you're promoting you know targeted pages and all those targeted pages you know are te- you know, entry pages. So you want to. The more you target those pages, the more you promote them. The deeper links, the deeper links are going to help that dramatically.
2: Yeah, and that's the other element. Um, so those those hub pages. Then there's also deep link building. Period. I mean, you just any pages that you think have some real benefit, go to them and do some link building to them. You know, build some of the keyword phrases you want to get rankings for. Create content around them and then promote the hell out of them and make, you know, if they're deeper than your site, that, that ends up being another entry page mm-hmm. and things just get that close, that much closer to uh, Google's indexing, especially if it's an area that you find isn't being indexed well.
3: Um, yeah, and, and if you use that tool and you find that there's specific pages on your site that are not indexed and you don't know why, build a couple links to them, you know, and if nothing else, you now know that they're going to get Spiders are going to find them in, in a method other than just your internal navigation, because those spiders are coming from the outside directly into those pages. Plus, those extra links are going to give them a little weight, and hopefully get them indexed.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, really, it's a it's a big question. How do you increase the level of indexation? I mean, there's so many different things. The other one is is targeting. If you find a certain section of your site is quiet. Um, you can just build out the content a bit. Maybe there's a reason for it. Maybe the content isn't that good. Or um, your analytics will say a lot too. If you find people are, are just, frankly, or they're, they're five second or two second visits, they're just not finding what they want, then figure out why. <laughs>
3: Yeah, and, and the why is a good thing to say, Ross. It really is because if you're finding some pages that are not sections or pages of your site that are not being indexed, before you determine what you have to do to get them indexed, you have to figure out why they weren't indexed in the first place. Because you know what you do to get them indexed could change dramatically depending on why they're not being indexed. I mean, it could be as simple as some web designer decided to put, you know, um, a block this directory from in your robots.txt file. You know, it's not nothing you're going to do with link building or promotion or navigation depth is going to fix that. You just got to fix the robust text file. So, there's, I think it's key that you figure out what the issue is, why they're not getting indexed before you try to figure out how to fix it.
2: Yeah, totally. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the other part was uh, what factors could lead to non indexing a like single page or a group of pages if they're in the sitemap. So, I'm assuming you mean the XML sitemap. Um, uh, in, in that case, you know, make Don't make it so big. Uh, if you've got a big site and you have your XML sitemap uh, created to well, show every single page, that's going to be overkill. You want to go and make sure that your hub pages are well listed and uh, focus it. Focus it on the pages that will lead to all the other pages within a couple of clicks.
3: That's so I'm going to I'm gonna have to disagree with that one, Ross. We haven't had too many disagreements on this show, but I'm going to disagree yeah. with that <laughs> because the sitemap is actually built and if you look at the, the how you build out the site man you go look at the the rules those things are built to handle up to 50,000 pages so they'll read 50,000 pages whether it's indexed or not doesn't even matter if it's in the sitemap or not. If So the sitemap is not going to impact indexing at all. So this, so the sitepap, sitemap will impact crawling, so w- whether or not the page gets crawled. So if that's the reason you're not being indexed, because the page is not being crawled, then the sitemap would definitely help. But if it's some other reason you're not being indexed, the sitemap's not going to do anything to help.
2: Yeah, fair enough, totally. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, really just a different way of pursuing it in a sense because I mean I was thinking of crawling if, if you want anything that that isn't found to be found that's one way to do it and, and the, the point is though you 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 may they may be able to take 50,000 URLs but honestly I believe that if a site is uh, has poor links isn't really well received by Google what's the incentive to index all of that
3: you know no um, that, that I totally agree but too many pages isn't the reason that they're not being indexed exactly. because the reason they're being indexed is because maybe the internal navigation structure is bad and all those pages don't have enough you know the ability to be crawled properly or maybe like you said they're too diverse in in categorization and so that they're not they're not channeled properly on the site, I think that's more an issue of internal structure and internal navigation than the number of pages. I mean, I've got... And and this is this is where you and I differ with our client base. I've got clients that have hundreds of thousands of pages where a vast majority, 80 to 90% of those pages are indexed. So it's mainly because of the structure of the sites and the way that the, the sites are architected. The, the how many pages is not even an issue as, as the key or a key issue in um, indexation, is how those pages are organized in the internal linking structure that makes all the difference from that perspective.
2: Yeah, and, and what we have to consider though is, is this isn't a key, issue, key fix. This is just one of the things that you can do to help. Yeah. You know, um, oh. you, know you wouldn't just do this if you had a problem with indexation. Um, you know, the, the fact is you want to focus. And, and and figure out what pages aren't working and why.
3: Um, totally agree with yeah. that. Definitely want to keep things focused. You want to keep. I know. I think Bruce Clay claims claims the rights to the that he ter, coined this term. But siloing does make a difference when you have large site and lots of pages. You want to make sure that thematically relevant or related pages are in a, a secondary navigation that's all related to each other. So you have your primary navigation, then there may be secondary sets of navigation underneath your primary for all the related content. And again, this is for large sites with lots of content, large sites, large e-commerce with lots of products, that kind of stuff. You know, The, the, the uh, a basic site with a couple hundred pages is not so critical. But again, we're talking for me anyway, we're talking about large, expansive sites where this, that becomes a real issue.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, the siloing thing is funny because, I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I always called it theming or thematic navigation, whatever you want to call it. But that's what we called it back in, whatever, 99 or 2000. Yeah. We But you know, whatever. I use siloing now too, because frankly, more people seem to understand it. So, and and
3: and I've actually, I've I've done the same thing. We used to call themes, you know, themes for sections of sites, Um, but now it's at the point where I'm, I'm using the theme word for individual pages, keeping keeping your page on theme on topic for your targeted term. So it's kind of evolved a little bit from the nomenclature.
2: Well, and I definitely like uh, um, versus. uh, the reason they named siloing is this. so it is a lot easier to, to, to visualize. You know, you yep. just see a silo and how that works. So that's cool. Anyway, enough of that. Let's take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to get into it. SEO 101 sessions. will be
1: back right, right after recess.
0: at BruceClay.com. Maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to prweboffer.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online news release and content distribution service.
4: If you're looking for a new multifaceted SEO and social media toolset, look for the Raven.
0: State of Search, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the International Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
1: Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session, only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
2: Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm with John Carcutt, Director of Organic Search for MediaWiz, and myself, Rostan, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. For the break, we were discussing uh, oh, just a few in, interesting questions about indexation. Uh, we, we touched on before, but I wanted to add a little more depth to it. Um, and I, I don't believe Chris's, with some of the Chris's questions, we'd got into the other um, elements he mentioned in, in updates. And such, okay. so I wanted to jump into that. Um, he wanted us to mention and yeah, It's a good tip that uh, I think we've also mentioned before, but it's been a while. Um, he listened to Vanessa Fox's broadcast and, or podcast, and she mentioned that another way to find out what might be wrong is splitting up the sitemap to figure out what branch of the site is not getting indexed fully to help narrow it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like I say, any of you as you've noted, I mean I've got clients with thousands on thousands of pages, but hundreds of thousands, no. It's uh, yeah. very rarely, so I wouldn't need to do that.
3: Uh, I've actually done this for a couple of reasons, have multiple sitemaps. Uh, we've actually built out sitemaps at the category level for a site, so um, basically we have... Um, a news-oriented site that has a number of categories, so we know there's a lot of content in each of these categories. We'll give each category its own sitemap. One, just to be able to handle all the content flowing through the category, as well as just to kind of get... And and I really don't have any data to, to point to say this really works, but because all the articles, all the topics in that single sitemap um were relevant it, i thought and i can't say whether it worked or not but i thought maybe that will be you know to help with the relevancy of that section from an authority standpoint don't know could tell you for sure if it worked, but i'm sure it didn't hurt
2: mm-hmm. yeah so it, it's an option i think that's a good thing to note um so thank you uh, chris the other thing um bum, bum, bum. Anything else? No, I guess that's it, really. Uh, he mentioned a couple of things, but mostly just some findings he had, which are are, are interesting, but I don't think we really need to mention. Um, we've got now another question from our fan, Nick
3: Crossman. And uh, do you want to take that on there? Yeah, sure. Um thanks for thanks again, Nick, and everybody else who's sending in questions to Facebook, by the way. Um do you remember the Facebook address, Ross?
2: Yes, it is. Facebook.com slash SEO101 podcast.
3: Rocking. Yes. <laughs> so I'm <not> bother, <laughs> promise I won't bother you about it anymore. You nailed it two shows in a row. <laughs> So so Nick Crossman, um, he, he asks us. He's new to SEO, and he's been learning through, through us the fundamentals. Thank you for uh, putting your trust in us, Nick. We appreciate it. Um, um, anyway, he's, he uses a program called Web Publish for his websites. It limits their ability to do any backsite SEO. And, and Ross and I discussed it, and we're pretty sure that, that he means, like, back-end coding, going in and, and changing code from either the page level or maybe even the URL navigation structure level. And he asks, how critical is backsite stuff, and should we consider changing our hosting platform, or can we get away with great content and keyword choice and positioning? Thanks. So uh, this is, is, like is kind of like a two-part question in my mind. Do you agree, Ross?
2: Yeah, it's, it's got varying levels of depth, depth in the answer yeah. as well.
3: I I think to to, to answer your question in the most simplest form, Nick, if your code is giving you issues to where the pages can't be indexed or can't be indexed properly, if the search engines can't get into your pages to really find the content correctly, if you have have URL structures that are impeding the engines from going page to page, if it's causing you those kind of issues – then to me you really need to look at possibly changing your CMS platform. Um, if you if you need to make fixes and your system's not letting you do it, then there's no reason to stay with that system because you're just hurting yourself in the long run. Um, do you agree, Ross?
2: Yeah, well see the thing is too, I mean you said you're um Nick, you said you're new to SEO and that's that's great. Uh, how long has your site been around? If if you've been using Web Publish for your website, how are you doing for rankings? If you know that this stuff's causing a problem, then I'm 100%. You know, you've got to make some changes. Um, oftentimes, I've run into this lately. Uh, it's frustrating for me because I know that companies are good. not necessarily bad or anything like that. But many design firms have their own custom SCMS. So you may be held hostage kind of here. You may have a lot of work that is going to be required to do any kind of switchover. Um, and for everyone who's out there... Um, I don't necessarily not recommend going with a company like that but to be very, 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 very careful because you will be held hostage essentially. It it makes it a lot harder to do any kind of changes without paying through the nose for any changes uh, or programming or anything like that. Um, So, Yes, make the change if you have, if you're finding a lot of issues. <laughs> My two-part <Yeah>. answer.
3: <laughs> and I was just trying to do a little search. I found one place called Web Publish. I don't know if it's the one you're talking about because there's a number of them out there. This one seems to be from, from Europe because they're in Euros. But they have a little, they, this is a big red flag to me. They have a little thing of how it works. And I'm just going to read this off and tell you already see the red flag. It says, You engage a web designer, we take. Website design files. You select features required. We implement, web publish. We deliver training. We launch your website. You control your website. So that to me sounds like they've got this back end content management system that runs as many sites as they can put on it. So it's not like it's a custom CMS for each site. They have one big CMS that runs hundreds, thousands, who knows how many sites off this one CMS. And you give them a design. They put it in your in your Account basically, um, you check do a checkbox and turn on which features you want because they already have them in their back end system and it's just a it's a yes or no switch. I want this or I don't want this. Um, they train you how to use it. You have an admin section that you log into to to put content or update things. And if there's and I've run across a number of content management systems like this. If that's the way it works, what you're dealing with is one program running thousands of sites. So if you need to make a change on your site because you are doing SEO and you know this is wrong and you want to fix it, they can't make that change unless they fix all thousand sites because it's one CMS. And they're not going to do that um, because A they don't know what it's going to do on their sites because it's probably a complicated system. And B, you know, the other sites might not want that change done to their site. So they don't, they're they not going to do it without asking every thousand webmasters whether they want this done or not. So if you're on a system like that and you're really trying to do SEO, you need to get off that system. You need to, If you're going to run a content management system... And you and you do want to do that, I, I think. You want to make sure that your site is the only one on that CMS or any sites that you control. You don't want to be sharing a CMS system with thousands of sites. You can share hosting with a bunch of sites, but you don't want to share CMS just for that kind of reason. You, you, if for some reason you need to change something, they can't change it without impacting every one of those sites.
2: Yeah, well said. And, and uh, which system would we recommend? <laughs>
3: Uh, WordPress.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: exactly. So yeah, a little bit rah uh, rah Unless
3: you unless you're doing e-commerce, and then I'm, then I'm pointing, pointing people to Magento. Magento's a little little higher learning curve, a little higher um, implementation cycle because of the, the way you have to put in design. Magento's a little hard, but once you get there, it's it's really search friendly off the bat. And it's very very robust uh, e-commerce system.
2: Hmm, Good to know. I didn't know about that. I haven't heard you mention that before, I don't think. Um,
3: I've I've been looking at it for a while, and I'm I'm comfortable enough with it now to start recommending it.
2: Nice. All right. Everyone hear that?
3: John has recommended it. That's good. (laughs) Uh, Honestly, e-commerce is kind of puzzling. Maybe we should create a, a SEO 101 stamp of approval and like they <laughs> can submit their stuff to us and they can put it on their website and we can use it as link building link bait for our own show. There we go. <laughs> It'll have little
2: thumbs up. Your thumbs up. That's right. thumb. That's it stamped. exactly. <laughs> or one thumb up, one thumb down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, anything else? Let's see here. How critical is Backstage stuff? So, and also, in terms of, you know, when it comes right down to it, your description tag and your um, keyword tag are pretty much, well, not useless, but close to it these days. So, if, if it's just that you can't add those, you yeah. can live with that.
3: You know, well, if that's- yeah, keyword tag is definitely useless, useless. Description tag is a little more valuable because a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times, your so description tag is the text next to your listing in, in the search Um if, if, the, if the keyword term that you search for is in your description, you, then you can control your messaging a little better in your organic search results. Um, and I have seen times when you don't have a description or every description tag is the same on every page of your site. That can throw you into supplemental. Um, I've, I've actually seen examples where a, a, a Client had the same description on every page of his site, but only a few of his pages were showing up and we figured the rest were in supplemental. We went the only change we made was to make sure every page had a unique description in the description tag. All his pages came out of supplemental. Hmm.
2: interesting so there you go you know it's got its pros and cons and when it comes down to description tags you know obviously it's it's helpful for your rankings but in turn not rankings but in terms of um, the listings um what's appearing there but you know if that's the only thing is what i'm getting at it's not going to kill you if you don't have that um right you know that's it's annoying, but you you'll be able to live with it just make sure that the, the first text on the page is well crafted to explain what you're doing and that may be used and that'll be a good thing
3: And the, the last part of Nick's question is kind of interesting too Ross. He asks, um, should we consider changing hosts and we kind of think he does if if he has one of those shared CMS systems um, but his other part was can we get away with great content or keyword choice and positioning as okay. the only thing before
2: you before you get answer that we're going to take a quick yeah.
3: break. All right. It's time to look forward to to come back.
1: <laughs> SEO 101 will be back right
3: after recess. What is this? Why is my website not ranking higher?
0: Well, sounds like you could use a link building report from SEOfox.com. What's that? You can't rank without good backlinks. Sly like a fox. Get your link building report today at SEOfox.com. That's SEOfox.com.
4: Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com.
1: E-com experts, Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session, only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
2: Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm with John Karkut, Director of Organic Search for MediaWiz, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of step Forth Web Marketing, Inc. For the break, we were discussing a question from Nick Crossman, and uh, I think we're getting there. Uh, but John had a, uh, a little teaser at the end there, so why don't you <laughs> restate the question here.
3: So, so Nick was talking the last portion Next question, he, he put his questions in on Facebook, which is great. Everybody, please send us questions on Facebook. We love these kind of shows. We love answering your questions. Um, but his last part of his question was, can we get away with just having great content and keyword choice and their positioning um, if they couldn't change this flawed hosting system that he can't deal with because he can't change any of the back-end code? And it's a good question from a conceptual standpoint, is can you get away with just great content, or do you need to make all these other changes to have good rankings? Um from conceptually speaking, it would be very, very tough to do good SEO and the only thing you could do was content and choosing your keywords. Um if you're not doing link building, if you don't have a really search accessible website, it's gonna be much, much harder in my opinion, to get those good rankings and get that, you know, meet your goals as far as an SEO program. Um, again, that could be depending on what those goals are. If your goals are um, just tons of traffic and you have a new site, then maybe you can get away with just publishing content after content after content. Um, if it's being indexed, if it's being um, looked at and seen by the search engines, um, What do you think, Ross? you think that just content can do it for you? do you how much more of the other do you have to have?
2: Well in reality, you're right. I mean, totally. It's, it's going to be a lot of work. Um, you're going to have to have something that really stands out. If, the, if, if we had to just work with that, it would have to be something that is unique. The competition, uh, maybe it's a niche that you're trying to go for. Uh, perhaps you're offering something no one else offers, and you do it in a phenomenal job of writing it. Then it can be done. Um, but in reality, that's going to be a lot of work.
3: And So, um, so what about yeah. this, Ross? So we're seeing a shift – Um, in the industry as a whole, from everybody finding all of what they need through search to a good chunk of it now they're finding through their social networks, which really is independent of your back-end system of your site. It's still going to be more content-oriented. But if the, the shift continues to where people are finding things through their social grids, how does that work? I guess it kind of, again, kind of ties into your goals. What are you trying to accomplish? But, I mean, as SEOs, do we really have to worry about that side of it as well, or should we concern ourselves with that side of it? Because we know that search is diminishing a bit as the primary way people find stuff on the web now.
2: Well, then you get down to the point is how do they actually find it. I mean, someone may have done the search and then put it on social. Some um, yeah. maybe they you know so there maybe it starts that way and then it becomes social. And that I would say is a fair bet right now. Not all the time, of course, but a fair bet. Um, and will that change later? Yeah, I guess as more people who um, uh, subscribe to RSS feeds, that kind of thing, um, will no longer. <laughs> well, here's a couple. Here's that. a
3: couple interesting statistics about Facebook. Um, Within the last couple months, Facebook surpassed Google as the highest trafficked site on the Internet. So now Facebook gets more traffic than Google does. All right? Yeah. So, so that's, that's that's an interesting thing. People are projecting, and, and whether this comes to pass or not, I don't know. But there's people out there projecting that the first quarter or so of next year, Facebook is going to send out more traffic than Google does as well. Hmm yeah I, I, it's it's
2: all kind of fascinating frankly I'm, I'm just sitting back bemused going hmm
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: what was that I, sound I again down, hmm <laughs> <laughs> all
3: right.
2: I just talk about it all day and, I mean there's so many different things I think you and I talked about it for a good half hour one night it's just it's yeah. a lot of postulation there's a lot of things happening and I, I'm certainly not worried it's a lot of cool stuff um, uh, I think that uh, it's part of what makes our industry fun. There's always something that's j- shaking things up.
3: Oh yeah, definitely. And, and with the changes that are coming out of Google over the next year or so, with with uh, excuse me, um, they're, they're they're talking about putting a social layer. They're they're building a social layer. I think it's called Google Me. It's gonna to layer on top of all of Google's products. So whether you're Gmail, blogger, YouTube, the search site, there's gonna be this social layer on top of things. Yeah. That, that's gonna shake everything up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, um well, well, the details come about it, sometime. but it's it's gonna be intriguing yeah. and, and integrating it's gonna be key. That at least they're smart enough not to think that they can make something that'll make uh, half a billion people change exactly theirs. I mean, that's just retarded. So, you know, they're doing the right thing.
3: Yeah. And I've I've had discussions recently with people specifically about Facebook and how it's the Google killer. And I don't believe that yet because Facebook has not effectively implemented search in their own system. So if you go in there and you search for um, Nike tennis shoes, you're going to get sent to the Nike tennis shoe page. You're not going to get a choice of different people talking at a choice of content related to your search terms and so so Facebook hasn't really become the place people go to find information yet and Google is still that place they go to find what they're looking for um, if Facebook ever fixes that or makes it uh, you know a huge step into finding ways people can use their system as a knowledge resource instead of just a social resource then they're going to be seriously competing against Google but by that time Google Me will be out and then and Google will be competing against Facebook. So who knows what's going to happen?
2: Yeah, I wouldn't want to be them trying to be as good as Google and search, but then you know you got to know they're working on something.
3: Oh, yeah, but see, for them, though, the interesting thing is for Facebook, they don't have to be the same kind of search that Google is. They don't have to no. go out and crawl the web. They just have to figure out how to build search within their own system.
2: Exactly, and That's
3: the big difference.
2: Big difference, but still a, probably a very tall order, especially with how fast right. things are growing.
3: I don't disagree at all. That's perfectly right with that.
2: So it'll be interesting to see. And, and I know there's a whole load of other things that I, for me anyway, questions and, and stuff we could talk about in, in regards to that and, you know, things like Bing integrating Facebook and, and things. But, you know, for anyone who doesn't know about that, essentially Bing search results now will, um, if you've opted in, that's the key, uh, mm-hmm. will start to show uh, some of, if you see a particular piece of content show up in search results um, that has been liked by a lot of the people you follow, um, that their faces may be appearing below, saying hey, they, they, they like this content, which is great, a brilliant idea, but <laughs> the, it requires opt in, and I think it's a it's a step of a great significance, right. but it's you know it's still a far from being a, a wow thing for in terms of rankings. So uh, right. we'll see. But, you know, everyone get that like button on your page. That's for damn sure.
3: Yeah. And and I know we're getting close to having to end, but there's a lot of correlation. I've been doing a lot of research between how social media in general impacts both organic and paid search these days. And there's some very interesting data out there about the, the actual numbers, the actual, if they're exposed to a brand's social media, they engage in their social media and then they find the same brand in search. They're like 50% more likely to get kick on a click on a paid ad. Um, I've seen case studies for organic social media where um, somebody did, I don't know if, I, I, I could talk to it real quick, um, a company called Moonfruit, who's one of these hosted website platforms that we just said bad things about. (laughs) so that's kind of funny (laughs) but they did a really great um, Twitter promotion and they gave away 10 MacBook Pros in 10 days in the first week of that and then you had to retweet some special message to get entered into their contest on Twitter in the first week of that they had over half a million tweets retweets they were on the um, trending list on Twitter for 60 hours which is more than Michael Jackson got when he died and the most amazing thing to me was they had 400,000 searches on their brand and search and got traffic for people wanting to know who this company was. So their website got 400,000 new unique visitors during that social promotion. You don't think the engines are noticing that? You don't think the engines are figuring that into their uh, into their algorithms? It's it's amazing how all this stuff is converging. Oh,
2: wow. My head hurts. Anyways, on that <laughs> note. <laughs> there's so much we could do I and mean, we could do hours just talking about this it's pretty cool um anyways i hope everyone will leave a message for us on our on our uh, facebook any questions or messages or anything like that that'd be great one thing we wish should add and it's very important and woohoo, booyah uh, seo 101 is going to be live at afcon uh, 2010 on thursday december 9th from 2 to 3 p.m so down here in uh, then,
3: Miami, Ross is finally going to yeah. come get get some palm tree action down here.
2: <laughs> Got it. Find yeah. us, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be all white pasty, going, "Oh my god, heat!" <laughs> <December>. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, so it's going to be great. So again, that's a uh, uh, live SEO one hundred and one on Thursday, December ninth, two two to three p.m. And I guess in front of a studio audience. So there we go. Nice.
3: Bring your questions there too. I bet you we can uh, we can hit up questions there as well.
2: Yes, yes, that'd be great. I'd love to see uh, anyone who listens to the show come on up and say hi.
3: Anyways, nice. uh, you know what we ought to do? We ought to come up with some prizes for anybody that sends us a question on Facebook that we use on the live show and they're there. If they're there at the live show and we use their question on Facebook, then we give them something. I don't know. We'll talk to uh, the wonderful people at Webmaster Radio, see if we can find them a shirt or something.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: awesome. Sounds good. Well, uh, on behalf of myself,
2: Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcut, Director of Organic Search for MediaWiz. Thanks for joining us today. My Twitter ID is at Ross Dunn, and John's is?
3: I'm at John Carka. And by the way, I'm fluctuating right under 900. I I get to 900, and somebody drops, so so go add me so I can push over that 900 mark.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks. on that note, thanks for joining us today on SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be airing uh, next Monday at uh, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, and uh, we'll talk to you then.
3: All right. Thanks for listening, everybody.